Welcome to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast, where we aim to give swimming the coverage and publicity it deserves. Every week, we celebrate the sport we love with amazing special guests and topics from around the swimming pool. And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Dan. Hello everyone and welcome to a new year of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. We hope you all had a great Christmas. I'm your host Scott and back with me yet again for 2022 is my good friend Dan. Um, We've got so much to look forward to this year and I'm very excited to show you all the things we've got planned. Oh man, we're so excited about what's to come. So many amazing ideas, videos, collaborations to share with you guys. This episode is just a starting point of what's to come this year and I can't wait to get into this exclusive interview. So for those who follow us on YouTube, um, and if you haven't, go subscribe, you will know that we have partnered with AP and AP Race Clinics on a few projects. So our live streams of the Olympic Games and our ongoing parent support streams. Now, you may have seen on AP's social media channels that they are announcing their first sponsored athlete. So for this special exclusive episode, we are joined by the co-founder of AP, Ed Baxter, to talk through all things AP and to share with us a little bit more information about that announcement, including which swimmer is joining the team. Ed, Mm. thanks for coming on the podcast. How are things with you? Did you have a good Christmas and New Year? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about it. Like Like I said to you guys before we started filming, I am like, I could just talk about everything we've got planned for for so I know you guys have got so much exciting stuff planned as well so I'm really looking forward to it yeah Christmas was good New Year's good nice and nice and relaxed so I'm looking forward to, to getting into a new year new exciting project definitely so most people right now will know you as the founder of AP and AP Race Clinics but let's start a little bit before that with your background in the sport how did you get into swimming and what was your journey through swimming yeah, sure. So I think I kind of had a very natural path into swimming as a lot of you know, swimmers do. Swimming lessons, I think I went into the club around age six or seven. Where a family friend was was very involved in the club and I think it even started the swimming club herself. So I started swimming in, in the club around age six or seven. It was a tiny club. All the coaches were voluntary. I think there was 40 or 50 swimmers tops in the whole club. And it, it had a massive heritage of really good swimmers. There'd been some amazing performances from such a small club, but we're kind of going through a phase where nothing kind of exceptional was happening. And there was, um, like I said, this, the coach Elner and then also coach Sean, who kind of took the reins of the club and really started to push it on. And all the guys around my age, you know, got to about age 10, 11, and everyone was going to nationals. Everyone was, you know, a couple of people were breaking world records, not world records, oh. huge records. <laughs> <laughs> um, winning medals at nationals. And I kind of just wanted to be involved in that. I'd always been a very, very lazy swimmer. And anytime I talk to swimmers, coaches, whatever it is, it's so cliche. I literally went into to training one day. It was a Sunday afternoon. I think I was 13 years old. I was just like, look, I'll, I'll give everything I've got this session. You know, I literally, anytime I could get cramp, anytime I could get out of the session, miss a session, I was, I was straight away, I was gone. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I just went in, I think it was 10 to 100 breaststroke or something like that. And I just remember I was lying on the side at the end of the session, like absolutely dying and just thought, you know, I kind of looked around the pool. I was like, I don't think anyone else here can have, can have pushed that hard. And I kind of thought on it on a bigger scale and was like, I just don't understand how anyone could have pushed their body to that level that I, that I just did. And then literally from that moment, like I said, it was so, so cliche. I just put in everything I could and like literally dedicated everything I could to the sport. And I went from, I think between that year, I dropped 20 seconds off my 200 breast. I was a, I was a breaststroke swimmer. 
I think I dropped 20 seconds from going from making a regional final to finishing fifth in the national final. So, you know, from age kind of 13, 14, I, I really put everything I did in, I, I had into the sport. I broke my first British record when I was 16. And around that time, you know, there was loads of really good swimmers being produced by Cockermouth. And like I said, there was probably 50 members in the whole club. Mm. So they, like we were getting 10, 15 people going to nationals every year. Most people making finals, you know, probably half or more meddling. So we, we were at such an amazing club. I don't think anyone else in the country can put 25% of their memberships into like national finals. Mm. Like it's crazy. Mm. And, you know, the, the coaches back home, you know, Eleanor, like I said, Sean, like the job they do for, for not being employed coaches, for having a four lane, I think, our pool was described as one of the top five worst pools ever seen by talent. <laughs> was like, that actually a top five? <laughs> it genuinely was like there would be lit- like bits of mold on the poolside. Oh, I wonder how long. Wonder how long we can see that's going to be there for till it's cleaned. And like we're producing such amazing swimmers from from such from from not really having very much. So it got to about sixteen, and our, our coach at the time, Sean, said, "You know, you, we need to start looking around if you want to carry on and, and really take this into senior swimming. So need to look as to where to go." A couple of swimmers had gone to Stockport, but myself and Luke Greenbank, who, you know, we'd swam together since we were eight, we looked at a few different clubs. And then, you know, it was when Adam had just gone 57 for the first time um, for the 100 breast. So our coach had said, look, Mel's just taken Adam from an amazing junior to, to a world record breaking senior at the age of 21. So she's probably a good person to kind of look for. So we spoke to Mel. We were invited down for, for a weekend to her at Derby. Uh, that first weekend, she said, did we want to go to Australia for seven weeks in January prior to the Olympics? So that was straight away as a 17-year-old. That was, that was yes. It's like, yes, <laughs> obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, and I kind of thought as well, you know, after that that period of seven weeks, you know, you know if you want to be with a coach or not um, mm. after that. So I had such an amazing experience with Mel. You know, I connected with some of the lads in her group. You know, they're still my best friends to this day. So mm. everything was was going so well. I was, I was swimming really well. So I moved down here with and started training with Mel at Derby. When Mel got the, the job at the Loughborough National Centre, just, we just all moved with her, whoever was in her top squad. So mm. that, that was really good. Got to about 19, I had a very controversial kind of cut from, from British Women funding, which I found very hard to deal with. And I think that's probably where a lot of our passion for what we're talking about today comes from. But um, I had a very controversial cut in terms of it was four athletes who were swimming the same event around the same age i think i was the youngest i was also the fastest and i was the only one that was cut um for reasons that i won't go into but um yeah so that took me in, into a really dark place in the sport i had a lot of time of not wanting to swim at all um started this work we did with adam and started a, a couple of you know coaching things on my own and got my love for the sport back again and then around around the start of covid decided to transition out of sport and and focus on on this stuff that we're doing today so that's a it's a very brief and intense <laughs> journey it's amazing because actually from meeting you and adam it comes across like you've got the dynamic of childhood friends so it's actually really interesting to know that you met quite later on like 17 yeah i think i was 17 when i first trained with adam and but we you know i did a couple of weekends here and there before we went to australia and you know it wasn't you know, we, we kind of got on as, as much as you do when you train with someone. But then as soon as we got to Australia, you know, you're staying in the same apartment block for seven weeks. Mm. Like mm. we literally just, we just clicked. And and I think that's why we work so well together. Um, we just see our visions are the same, our beliefs, like, you, you know, those kind of values you hold as, as a person that they're, they're so similar and, you know, down to the, the sense of humor and stuff. So um, we're so fortunate. Like I said, there's a couple of other lads who we train with who are still my best friends to this day. We still meet up, you know, a couple of times a week. So, that kind of having that friendship was it really brought me out of my shell as well you know I was a very introverted mm. character and you know 
training with those lads and, and being around those lads brought me out to, to be the person I am as well. So it's, it's crazy that swimming really does like, it cha- changes you so much as a person. Yeah. Well, do you think being Adam's training partner, training by his side, you know, day in, day out, and that's helped you with your relationship as a business partners now? Massively, yeah. Like I said, we we were the we we just connected on on such a good level in terms of you know our, our beliefs around training, our beliefs around work ethic, you know our values. Like I said, so you know Adam, the, you know the brand is clearly built from Adam's profile and his his accomplishments in the sport. But I think you know I do all the all the day to day I guess work behind it along with the rest of the team. And I think for Adam having the confidence that he knows that we have the same goals, we have the same visions. You know, obviously big decisions. You know, we we always talk through. But I think he it's it's good to have. The confidence in each other that we we're doing the best that we can do and generally we you know we we don't disagree on on things so we when we when we train together we just like we bounce off each other it was the same it was the same energy it was like we had just this unrelenting like desire to if one of us was going an extra set it was non-negotiable that the other one would, <laughs> would go an extra round it was like and it would literally get to the end of a set sometimes if we were both battered and one of us would look at the other and say, don't say it, don't say it, we can't, I can't do it. <laughs> um, So I think having that training relationship definitely transferred so well into, into the business stuff, yeah. I think Scott would actually kill me if that were the case. <laughs> I, I was telling a story on the, the clinic we've just ran. We were doing a, a set around, like mindset through a session. So, you know, we'd do a round and we'd talk to the swimmers around, you know, how do you approach the next round? How do you get even better than you just were? And I was telling them the story when we went to Australia that first time, we I can't remember what the set was. It was a long course. It was a heart rate set. I think it was two fifties, a hundred, then two fifties again, hundred mm-hmm. easy. And Mel had like six six rounds down, so it was all max effort breaststroke. I remember we did the first first six rounds, and then one of us had said, "Oh, we'll go again." And we've done the next round. Another one was like, "Well, if we've done another, let's go again." <laughs> round, we were like lying on the side, and then Mel was like, "Right, again, you two are going again." And <laughs> like the Australian team that trained at that pool were like waiting to get in, and they were like, "How come we can't get in?" And Mel had kind of explained that we're going like three extra rounds, and they were like, "What? Like extra rounds on top of you've asked them to do?" And and like that's just the way we were. Like we just, I just loved the work, I loved the the grind, I loved it. It was so good. It's nuts. Um, so let's talk about the AP brand then. So why did you and Adam decide to create AP? Um, so I'd done, I'd started my own kind of coaching my own coaching company and we did a lot of private coaching we tried a couple of clinics and you know had around 30 40 people in my clinics and i just said to adam look i kind of get how these work now in terms of you know finding a pool building a good you know database of swimmers that would want to attend these kind of things and then working out a plan for swimmers to be able to get a lot from an experience and we were literally on a training camp in tenerife uh in may of 2019 we said why don't we why don't we do something together this year you know adam had come to one of mine i think and just done a q a at the end of the day mm. and you know we said look we could probably do something really really special so later that year we we ran five clinics with 100 swimmers each and we were like the planning that had gone into those was massive like i i didn't sleep for the the may to august when we ran them like i put my life into making sure mm-hmm. these were the best clinics we could do and like the first one we opened for booking sold out in like nine minutes and we were like oh mm. my god this is like a hundred swimmers are so desperate to spend this day with us, which had then I think made us even more passionate about making sure it was the best experience possible. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things you see from swimmers, you know, is, is very boring. Swimming's quite a tedious sport, you know, you're up and down the pool, but what you don't see is that passion that, that we had when we trained. Like we were so passionate about training. We weren't just some guys that turned up was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to try my hardest and I follow a black line up and down. You know, we've got such a passion for the sport that, 
that's what people need to see. If people are dropping mm. out at age 14, 15, 16, you know, there needs to be someone, an organization, a group or something that creates experiences that those swimmers can go, oh my God, that was so cool. I loved it. Swimming isn't just, oh yeah, it's really hard because I'm up, I'm up early and, you know, it's, I'm with my mates, I'm having fun. I'm trying to push harder than my friend is because I want to be better than them. Like, do you know what I mean? I think that's the side of swimming that people don't see. And like, I just think it's such a shame that there hasn't been until now an, an organization or something that's made something cool and tried to make it more engaging and, and fun for swimmers. Mm. What does AP stand for as a brand, like its ethos or its core values? Um, well, our slogan is better than yesterday. Mm. So, and that's not about just, you You know, you do one set the next day, one day, the next day you come back, you got to be 10 times faster. You got to be twice as fast. You know, you don't even need to be faster than you were the last day, but you need to, you know, you need to wake up, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, whether it's the team that's working with us, whether it's the guys that are creating the videos with us, whether it's people who are creating the graphics or the athletes we're working with, you know, you need to wake up and think to them, I'm trying to be the best version of myself, but that's not just trying to be good today i want to be i want to be better than i was yesterday and you know even if that's you know you might be slower in training but your recovery was better so you can be even mm. better the next day again and that's what we really stand for is just you know having massive passion for your sport and then trying every single day you wake up to be the best you can be and it's so it's so clear with the team that we work with like i said it doesn't matter if they're a coach they're a swimmer they're someone that's creating you know content for us you know people that we work with are so passionate and i think better than yesterday is just it it summarise it perfectly, I think. Yeah, you've got to be careful. It's not just about times and stuff like that. I think it's learning the different skills and maybe I did a one extra fly kick off each wall in tomorrow's session or something along those lines. As long as you mm. recognise what you need to do, it's not right. all about times. So, and yeah. and it's, about, it's about longevity as well. Like, you know, mm. doing that extra fly kick might make you a second slower each hundred because you're so much more tired because it's hard work. Yep. But you know in three months when you're used to it and then you get into a race and you're on that last turn, you know, because you've tried to be better than you were, not focusing on time, but focusing on process, passion, what you're interested in, and, and you know, really dedicating yourself. You know, that's that's what it's about. Mm. Are yeah. you potentially trying to increase involvement at grass grassroots level, kind of enjoyment per se? Uh, yes, I think you know we're not saying that we're going to go into every learn to swim program. Well, right now we're not, and say you know you need to come into the sport because it's so engaging, it's fun. Mm. I think if you if you're in swimming. You, you're there because you enjoy swimming lessons, you want to swim a little bit more and you're passionate about it or you know, so your parenting is a great way for you to stay fit or, or burn energy. But it's about those people who are in the sport making sure they stay in the sport and they, they get the experiences you want. Because for me, if, if I look at swimming as a whole, you know, you've got club champs there, then you've got counties, regionals, nationals, maybe European juniors or something. Then it's like, right, I sell Olympics. And like this, mm. this period, it's like what happens in here? Like, and that's why we see so many athletes drop off because you know, there's not opportunities for those guys to feel really valued or like they're they're achieving things. Because I think in athletics you have under 18s, under 21s, under 23s, then you're into the senior ranks. Whereas in swimming, it's like, right. So when I when I stopped swimming, for example, or when I came out of juniors, if I wanted to make a senior team out to be Adam Peaty, Craig Benson, who's a two-time Olympian, Ross Murdoch, who's a British record holder, James Wilby, who's second in the world, um, and then two other guys who've been to the Commonwealth Games, it's like, if I want to make a British Championships final, I've got to be better than all those guys. And I'm only 18. It's like, how is that possible? You know, there needs to be opportunities for, for people to see what's there. And also, you know, people, not everyone wants to go to the Olympics. Not everyone wants to win the Olympics. And, you know, I think you're more likely to win the lottery than you are to win the Olympics. So just because 0.0001% of the people are going to get to race at that 
that bulk there doesn't mean these guys that watch it on TV shouldn't get that experience. So I think what we're trying to do is is bring that experience, that ISL thing you see on TV, that Olympic feel, that buzz when you walk out to race or or learn or feel like you're involved in a, a community or a team. We want to bring that down and, and give that, you know, make that accessible for anyone. Doesn't matter if you're a club level swimmer, a council level swimmer. Why can't you go to a competition and walk out with flames coming next to you with the lights out and good music on? There's no reason that shouldn't happen, you know. And and I think that's what we're trying to do. It's not necessarily about bringing more people into the sport. You know, obviously we want more people in the sport, and we we will actively try and do that. But at the minute our focus is making that experience in the sport as as good as possible. And that's essentially what the clinics are doing as well. So besides these young swimmers getting to meet Adam, who is a swimming icon in this country, yeah. it, it's the chance to witness that elite mentality. And even if it doesn't relate to swimming, later on in life when they're 25, 27, like me and Dan, we can testify to everyone the skills that we learned through swimming help us in our work, yeah. help us in our lives. Massively, so yeah. it, the clinics are there to help young swimmers experience this yeah for sure i i think it's almost like a um it's almost like a theme park isn't it you you get to come you get to every single person who works on the clinics delivering a station is the people at work delivering that mm. same information to adam if you're doing psychology with our psychologist that is the same thing that adam has been given mm. it's the same conversations that they have with adam so you know the gym sessions that's things that adam did when he was younger the, the pool session is ran by adam and myself you know i'm on side on poolside coaching with with Mel now coaching Adam, you know that the team is Adam's team, so it's like mm. you, you come and you you get a massive experience. And I think the most kind of shocking thing, or in a good way, shocking thing, was when we ran the clinics first. When kids were leaving, it was like, oh my god, I can't wait to go training tomorrow. It's like, you know, when does a kid ever say, I can't wait and go do tempo <laughs> or ten two hundred IM? You know, you never hear that. And just seeing the passion and the desire for swimmers leaving and saying, I can't wait to go swimming, like that's crazy because often swimming is, oh, do I have to go? It's going to be so hard. It's probably quite cold outside. And I think just seeing that, you know, that's the epitome of what we do is, is giving swimming an experience and making them excited about it. That's the passion. That's the enthusiasm that you guys give. It's not just you and Adam on poolside. Like you say, it was Rob in the gym or it's Tom in a psychology. Every one of your team has the same sort of mentality as you do. And it comes across so well. And obviously the kids are learning so much, so much so that they want to go back to their home pool and do pretty much everything that you've just done. Yeah, and I think what, one thing that's so important for us is that everyone in the team has been involved at elite swimming at that high level. So even our team mm. manager, you know, one of our team uh, managers is Harriet West. You know, she's competed at two Commonwealth Games semi-finals. She was the fastest swimmer in Britain. Mike Gunning, he's competed at two World Championships. You know, those guys were our team managers this year. Mm. It's like, imagine being able to go into a psychology station and a team manager usually just, you know, checking how people are, but... You know, our psychologist can say, Mike, when you compete in that world championship, yeah. how does it feel when you walk out? Like every single person is so passionate about swimming. And I think that's what's important for us. You know, it's the, the team managers and everyone else gets asked for photos as much as, as Adam does on the days, because yeah. it's not just about Adam. It's about, you know, creating this community and, and around swimmers. And I think this year when we did the tour, you know, we did 10 days and our gym coach said to me when we were sitting down for the last day, one of the videos, we did like a 60 second recap each day. And the last clip was me saying something like, um, your dreams, it was like a 25 of kids racing. It was like, your dreams are down there, go and chase them. And he just said to me, like, I, I get the brand. I suddenly, like, in that moment, I could just get it. Because mm -hmm. after seeing me and Adam train together every single day and saying, 
know, if you don't get down there, you don't deserve to win that world championships this year. You know, you don't deserve those medals that you, you say you want, Adam, if you don't do this extra 50. And people then really resonate and they understand the brand when when you can kind of understand that passion and every, like I said there, every member of the team is so passionate about swimming. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so the, the clinics are clearly successful. So are there more planned for the future? Is this almost like a yearly thing now? You want to tour the country in the summer? Yeah, for sure. You know, that, that summer tour, I think, is, is so important for us. You know, it's not just about, you know, the 100 we see. It's almost about the 100 that we see tomorrow. Like every single time we release a video, you know, we get comments saying, oh, my God, I'm coming tomorrow and I'm so excited. So I think that kind of tour is, is, really, is really key for us. That's kind of our staple, our, our thing that no one else does. I think no one else can really do at all you know no one else has, has, has built the community and built the brand that we have that enables us to, to do at all so we're going to do more here and there as we have done this year you know we did one on adam's birthday because like mm. we said adam is passionate about swimming and passing on his knowledge and he wants to spend his birthday coaching on poolside for six hours <laughs> and talking for two hours and doing a q a so we want to do a couple more here and there and you know with the athletes that we're going to be working with moving forward so we're we're excited about getting them on doing some clinics as well but that that summer tour is, is not going anywhere sure. <laughs> you're looking to expand the team or keep the same team as what you've got and you're looking to add a couple more in um in terms of the the team that work the clinics you know we've been very fortunate that we've run a couple of years in a row now so the mm. relationships we see being built between the team and the swimmers is mm. crazy like this year was obviously the first time we ran was two years ago so we're getting a lot of people saying, oh, can we have a photo because we want to put it up next to the one we had two years ago? He was way smaller than you now and he's a foot taller than you now. I'm like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> but it's crazy to see like our team building relationships with swimmers. You know, just, you know, whether it's a gym coach that works at in the British Swimming Centre at Loughborough has now mm. got relationships with these up and coming swimmers. And if they end up being in that national mm. centre one day saying, yeah, but I've, I've known him since I was 10 and we did mm. a race together. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So we're very fortunate this time when we ran uh, for Adam's birthday clinic, which was a couple of about a week ago or so ago now, we had a little a couple of different team members. It was the biggest team we brought, and that was crazy because they do different things and you see different perspectives and you think, right, well, you know, working with different people is is also really good and it's really good for the swimmers to see a different perspective from a different psychologist or a different gym coach. But you know, our our team is so passionate and like you said, it's very hard to find people who are who live and breathe the brand and breathe the passion. So. Our stable team will, won't be changing too much, but we, we love working with new people all the time, yeah. Okay, so let's get into, not the meat of this podcast, but yes. the selling point, almost? The AP <laughs> Athlete announcement. So we've seen a teaser on social media, and we know from speaking to you, this is an announcement you've been looking forward to for some time. Yeah. Before you reveal who is going to be the first AP Athlete, what does it mean to be an AP Athlete? Okay, so we've got kind of three key things that are that were important for us. You know, we've talked about, you know, supporting an athlete or partnering with an athlete for a long time now. And there is a, there's a few key things that are really important. So the first one is like passion for swimming. You know, you've got to have that same passion we've got. You know, we don't want someone who's going to say, oh, yeah, thanks thanks for sponsoring me. I'm, I'm really happy to be working with you guys. You know, we want someone to, to buy into the passion and, and have that same belief and and we almost want that person to have had swimming impact their life the same way as it has with myself or Adam or anyone else that works within the team because you know that's so important because if swimming hasn't changed your life, you can't buy into our dream as much as we do. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. Second of all, we need to know that they're already committed to kind of supporting the next generation of athletes. So the athlete that we are, we're, we're announcing or we're working with, I've known for a long time and I know that they do a lot of work with their old clubs and 
you know, I know that they've got a real good passion for inspiring the next generation of swimmers. I know they already do a huge amount of work with that. So that was a key thing as well. And then thirdly, we need someone who is, who, like I said, resonates with being better than yesterday. You know, mm. we need to know that their work ethic is second to none. We need to know that, you know, if you put them in next to anyone else in the world, they would, you know, out train them. They would do everything they could to, to try and be better than yesterday. So like I said, it's not just about, being better than yesterday on times is about, right, is this process going to make me faster in a year? Is this nutrition really going to help me sleep better? Whatever it is, they need to resonate with that, that being better than yesterday as well. So how does being an AP athlete help the swimmer? Um, I guess the main thing is financial support. Mm. You know, this is one thing that myself and Adam have been so passionate about. Like, and since I first ever met Adam, you know, I, when I was 16, 17, you know, I was, you know, like I said, I broke in a British record. I think I'd uh, one of Youth Commonwealths, and I was reaching out to, you know, different companies and saying, look, I'm a young athlete. I'm not from a financially wealthy background. I'm from a single parent background. I need support um, because without financial support, you can't swim. You know, training camps cost thousands of pounds. Recovery kit is like, if you get like a Norma Tech thing, it's like two grand to get those legs that are going to blow up and recover you to make yeah. you 2% faster the next day. So, you know, swimming is an expensive sport if you're at the top. And brands generally taking so much advantage of people so you know the, the athlete we work with now is, is hugely successful in the summer olympics but then struggles to find a swimwear contract like why is that a thing so mm -hmm. it's, it's really important for us to to support athletes and you know so many athletes you'll see them on you'll see them accepting products that are worth 50 pound 100 pound and then saying to their tens of thousands of followers oh guys go check this out and the brands are just taking advantage of athletes yeah. who have worked for you know for, if an athlete's been to an olympics that's 10 years of work it's not one event or it's not one swim at the Olympics where they win a medal or make a final. That's 10 years of like killing yourself day in, day out to get to that. And that needs to be recognized and that needs to be rewarded. So I guess the first thing is financial benefit. Um, second of all is, you know, we, we're, we're a brand. We're not just, you know, a, a someone saying, oh, I want to help you out. I want to give you some money. You know, we want to provide wider opportunities. So as we grow the brand, if someone's reaching out and saying, you know, can we work with Adam? on a on a awards evening for example we can say no but we do also work with five other olympic mm. medalists or world champions or whatever it may be so although adam's not available for this one of the athletes within our brand you know they they'd love this opportunity they'd love to go out and inspire the next generation of swimmers so i think financial then obviously opportunities as well is, is really big for us yeah i'm trying to think of it as not a dumbed down version but a an easy way to describe it is it a case of a company that's sponsoring the athlete but also acting as their management and helping um, them out i think so essentially you know we we won't be any form of management as in you know it's, it's very key for us that we don't take from athletes you know if we mm -hmm. work with each other we, we're going to work as partnerships you know so so my brands will pay you and you say oh my god i, I love your swimsuits you know it's not about that for us it's about saying you know you you resonate with our passions you resonate with our beliefs and stuff and you know if that opportunity comes along to us as a brand and say it's you know for example a thousand pounds to go and do a an awards evening with a local swimming club or, or charity whatever it may be you know a manager would then say well i'd like 20 percent of that you know mm. that money is earned by the athlete that isn't for us to take that's okay. not for anyone to take other than like athlete that. so we can you know, as a as a brand, we get asked things all the time. Are we available for things? And the answer is no, because Adam's time is limited, or everyone else mm. in the team's time is limited. If we can provide opportunities for other swimmers to make sure that they've got sustainable income through the sport, you know, that's that's what it's all about for us. Like I said, I I had a controversial cut from funding. I know Adam doesn't you know resonate completely with the funding model that's in this country. So we're kind of trying to create our own sustainable model at the 
at the same time, I guess. Mm. It's keeping people in the sport, like you say. I think the ethos that you've got is absolutely perfect and actually one that we sort of abide by as well, actually, especially yeah. in British swimming, because we've talked so much last year about having such strong juniors and then the transition from that junior to senior, there's such a dark patch and no one really knows. Very yeah, tough. Um, sure. And so we're very much keen on doing, maybe not like you guys, but we're very much keen on that same ethos of trying to keep people in a sport and keep it engaging and keep it fun. I think ultimately it's got to keep it fun. It's why we kind of, um, almost our guests on this podcast, we'll, you'll find us reaching out more to the juniors who mm. are just building up their name and building up their brand. It is so people can learn more about them because the big names, there's already stuff out there about them. Yeah. It is the junior. It's like Keanu McInnes. It's people like that who we're giving a chance to share their voice to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing for me is like, if you think of someone that's made, uh, I, I think, you know, 17 years old, making an Olympic final. Imagine if you were the same standard, you were a 17 year old and you were the best right back in the world for football. You know, mm -hmm. you're on, 200 300,000 pounds a week like and these athletes are getting a 10 pound you know 20 pound swim costume for free and saying oh my god thank you so much for giving me some training kit and it's like that is absolutely yeah. absurd that athletes are being valued at so little and that this is the only option like athletes aren't doing it because they're going oh yeah i'm worthless yeah give me that swimsuit it's because they need training kit and you know if they're going on a training camp it's going to cost them three thousand pounds think oh my god well i don't i can't spend a hundred pound on training suits yeah please can have it for free I'll, I'll do whatever you need it and it's i just think it's so wrong that it's it's um it's done that way and i think it's also about helping athletes understand that like if you're given you know if someone that's worked with us is given a contract of, of a swimwear brand that's you know it's not offering any financial benefit it's offering pretty low kit offer you know I'd, I'd hope that they'd speak to us and say what do you what do you think because you know adam's been there he's done it all he can advise on what the yeah. best thing to do is mm. i think that's really important for us as well is is helping athletes understand their, their worth yeah definitely um so ed let's let's get into it then who is going to be the first ap athlete so we're very excited about this and when myself and adam started talking about it it was very few names that came to mind straight away in terms of of who could be our first kind of flagship athlete and we are you know it's it's really it's really cool for me like i said i i started swimming in the club when i was eight and i've swam with with this guy since i was since i was eight years old so i've known you know our athlete for 15 years now and that's why i say you know it's, it was such a natural decision for us because they train with adam every day we know that they are massively passionate about giving back to their sport and you know I know that he really resonates with our beliefs around being better than yesterday. There is honestly, you could put this guy next to anyone in the world and he will, he will out train and he will go forever. So I'm so excited. That our first ever athlete is. I'm Luke Greenbank and I'm the first ever AP athlete. Luke, a massive congratulations. Hugely deserved after your achievements this summer at Tokyo. What does it mean to you to be the first AP athlete? It's absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, just seeing how the brand's grown over the past two, three years is mm. is something that I'm really excited to be a part of and potentially grow that brand further. Um, the, the the brand's motto, Better Than Yesterday, definitely aligns with how I want to um, kind of improve every day. And, and I think that really resonates in, in, in the brand itself. So of all the brands out there, why have you chosen School of AP? Um, obviously, I've got a very good relationship with Ed. Um, like you mentioned before, we, we've known each other for, for a very long time. 
Um, so I, I, it kind of feels a bit more uh, like almost like a family, really. Um, and obviously the, the financial support I, I get from it is, is very important in terms of camps and um, and supply, helping my training. But the opportunities to give back uh, for, for the next generation is also really important to me. Mm. Ed, is that something that's planned? Is it Luke's going to take a, or run a race clinic himself, like be part of the team at the race clinics? Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that we we're really looking forward to working with Lucas. Obviously, we've been very breaststroke focused. So, you know, we're also really looking forward to, you know, diversifying, not just around strokes and working on different things, but also everyone's got their own journey through sport. You know, Luke's learned things that Adam's never learned around. Mm. So it's also good to not just only have you know, Adam talking about his journey, but another athlete who's been very successful in their own right to say, you know, this has been my journey through sport. I've learned these things that you know other people might experience. So it's just around, you know, diversifying ourselves to make sure that you know backstrokers or you know Luke's a very good fly swimmer or I am swimmer as well. You know that they get opportunities to work with athletes that they're inspired by, but also hear around a different journey and hear about different things that that they could improve on through their own journey. Luke, we've we've seen behind the scenes at these race clinics the sort of energy that you're going to have to <laughs> put out there. Are you looking forward to? I, I don't know. Yeah, the the energy, the enthusiasm of this whole team. Are you looking forward to being associated with AP? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I've seen from social media myself, and having known most of the team, um, obviously Ed and Adam, and then a few of the other guys, it's it's the best kind of environment that they create to to help these these up and coming swimmers. So, um, yeah, to to be part of that, I know I'm going to have to try and bring my A game and and really get into that culture and and try and um inspire the next generation but i think when i've got people around me like that it is a lot easier to, to do that hmm. i think that's i think that's one thing we, we talked about earlier around luke mentioned their family you know when i was talking around our kind of our our values when we used to train you know the fact that luke's been you know i've, I've trained with luke for 15 years like i said earlier you know since luke was 12 13 i've seen him pushing himself harder than anyone else can and you know from myself and adam and luke all training together for you know, we were for five, six years, we were in the same training group. You know, Luke, Luke already gets what we're about. Luke understands why we're so passionate about something and what we want to achieve. So, like I said, it's, it was so natural for it to be Luke. So is there a plan to have a backstroke section as well as a breaststroke section in the clinics? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we yeah. hopefully we'll be able to do a backstroke race clinic very soon. Ooh. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Adam will be doing no backstroke. <laughs> <laughs> So, Luke, a little bit away from AP, but into your own swimming. You had an amazing summer coming away with a silver and a bronze in Tokyo. What are your goals heading into this season and future seasons? I think just to, to keep on improving. Um, and, and like I kind of mentioned before, like that, the AP better than yesterday slogan, that, that really mm. kind of encapsulates what I want to do as a swimmer. And, and I think that is part being an athlete if you if you become complacent and you don't want to improve then you kind of you're missing the point so for me that that continuous improvement and, and consistency at a top level is, is really important and that's where I want to take it next year Is there anything in particular that you're most looking forward to being part of AP? Um, I think yeah just, just to, to get in there and I can't wait to, to maybe do a few clinics and, and see what it's all about and and hopefully, um, yeah, like like I kind of mentioned before, is inspire the next generation, and mm. um, hopefully, in a few years' time, that there'll be um, there'll be people who come up with these clinics who are who are 
racing me on backstroke or maybe even beating me on backstroke. Who knows? We just, just got to wait and see. <laughs> Would you be happy with that? <laughs> um, maybe when I get towards the end of my career, now it'd be great. Like it'd be great to see. Um, like I said, just just inspire these guys to to be the best versions of themselves. Definitely, yeah. and it helps when you've got Ed as a boss as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was quite about that, wasn't he? <laughs> Luke, a massive congratulations, Ed. Is there any more athletes planned in the future? Uh, yes, we are. You know, there's a couple of guys we've been talking to. We're we're currently currently speaking with one athlete who is you know similar to Luke, very established on the senior scene already so hopefully in the next couple of you know by the end of 2022 we'll have announced them as well we're also talking to a couple of you know you know swimmers who are are they just coming out of their junior age and they're starting to go into that kind of senior swimming who we're really keen not to support you know due to what they've done already but because we really think that they deserve the support and they can do some really incredible things if we continue to support those so definitely hopefully one more athlete by the end of the year but but hopefully three got your work ass out then blimey yeah yeah (laughs) Awesome. Well, Luke, I think all that's left to say is a massive congratulations. Thanks um, very much. Best, best of luck at the race clinics. Um, mm. Full of energy. We we saw these guys go nuts for ten days. We saw. I think we saw you guys on day seven, and yeah. the energy was so high. Um, <laughs> it, it's such a great team to be a part of, and we can't wait to see what is in store for twenty twenty two in the pool for you as well. Yeah, look forward to it. Yeah, best of luck. You've got Worlds, Commies and Europeans, haven't you? That's a, it's a big old year. So, yes, best of luck for, for the upcoming season, actually. Perfect. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a busy one, but hopefully the, there's lots of opportunity there. So, yeah, really mm. looking forward to it. Awesome. Ed, thanks for explaining a little bit more about the AP brand. Hopefully everyone knows why you guys put on the race clinics now and why it is great to be associated with you on our YouTube channel. We appreciate yeah. it as well. No worries. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And, you know, it was very natural for us. Like we said, as, as much as it was natural for Luke to, to kind of be the first athlete we work with in the brand, you know, we've, we've spoken to you guys for around probably same, similar around a year now. So it was very natural for us to kind of, you know, use, 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 use you guys and work with you guys on creating a platform to kind of put something out around Luke. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for giving us the platform. Yeah, well, thank you very much for joining us. That just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Me and Dan will be back next week. Until then, I will see you on the next one. Yes, thank you very much, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.